Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week we're watching Castle Rock. Uh, later we All will right. be joined by David and Diana from Macintosh and Mod. But right now we're just gonna, it's just gonna be us two. I just realized this is the second time we'll be recording with uh, extra podcast guests, but it's the first time anyone will hear it. <laughs> it's actually the third time, uh, although AJ does not have their own podcast yet. Yeah. Yet. Huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, these are our first official um, other podcast guests, so I'm really excited. But for now, do you know anything about Castle Rock? No. Do you know? Okay, so I know you're not like a big Stephen King fan. I mean, I'm aware of some of his work, like um, it and uh, the popular stuff. Something of horrors. Stand by me, etc. Pet Cemetery. I thought Stand by Me was like supposed to be some like old feel good thing for people my dad's age. No, it's adapted from a short story called The Body. Um, mm. in which some children find a dead body. Anyway. <laughs> uh, for some reason, Stand By Me, it sits in the same box as um, uh, A Christmas Story and It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, weird. Maybe. I don't know what's up with the categorization <laughs> in my brain. Anyway, um, so Stephen King lives in Maine, so a lot of his settings are in Maine um and specifically Castle Rock which I believe is 100% fictional um is mm-hmm. a really popular setting in his books it's the setting of five books and nine short stories and it's oh. referred to or partially the setting in like 30 others so is this show gonna be some like marriage of all of those maybe some sort of like Stephen King super um but yeah, the the show takes place in Castle Rock, so I don't know how far they're going to go with... Um, okay, shatter shatter my, my mind. Castle Rock is just like a town. It's just like a town, but in the Wikipedia for the show, it says um, the show combines, quote, the mythological scale and intimate character storytelling of King's best-loved works. Both of which I'm unfamiliar with. <laughs> but I'm I'm still hoping that... Um, I've heard that it's not like a, a super fast-paced show. So I'm hoping that it's not going to be too difficult to get into for somebody who doesn't know much about Stephen King. I mean, if he's as great as everybody says, um, <laughs> then this adaptation of his work made by other people will be fine, right? I Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, generally the literal only thought that I'm have going into this, uh, was Castle Rock, huh? Hmm. And then just a, a little thought bubble pops up and there's a picture in it and there's a castle and it's on a rock. It's on a rock. <laughs> it's, it's a castle on the rocks. You can't dive out the windows to escape Dracula because there's just rocks and water it's down there. a castle on a cliff is what you're imagining. Yeah. Um, like Castlevania. Funny enough, this is the first show that we're watching in Spooktober that is classified as a horror. Ah, uh, goddammit. Um, it's 
it's got a lot of different it says it's uh anthology series Mm -hmm. so if that is true i'm super excited because that means probably each episode um is gonna be at least separate like oh yeah like they'll refer to each other but the the connecting dot string is that they just take place in the Stephen King place. I love the episodic and especially the anthology format because... Uh, especially for horror, you, it works super well. You can just kind of take without having to build necessarily continuity. Sometimes continuity is nice, you know, like... It's like when we watched Black Mirror, you know... Like, it's more like three or four stories, and you can take the ones you like and leave the ones you don't, basically. Yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping it'll be kind of like that. Um, The other interesting thing is, so this show premiered um, on July 25th, uh, Mm -hmm. just actually three months ago to the day. No, two months ago to the day of recording. Um, Oh. And on that air day... They went ahead and released the first three episodes. Uh, all right, convenient. And so they released the other ones like on a weekly basis, like normal. But it's just funny that the episodes that we watch, that we're going to watch, kind of all released at the same time. So we will essentially be reliving the, the premiere day, day one release reaction yeah. experience. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Because normally... If more than one episode drops at a time, it's just like, oh, it's a two-parter, so they did put two parts or whatever. I mean, even if it's an anthology series, they might have multi-part stories. They might. That's true. Um, so we might just essentially be in for a horror movie. Yeah, it might be a three-part series, but I I doubt it. I don't think... Uh, I'm not sure that this show is going to... I think they're going to try to keep their storytelling kind of Black Mirror very contained per episode i am regardless game for it i'm really really excited i'm just i'm actually i'm just like cool with going into this having literally zero idea what the hell i'm getting into all right because i don't have like a clear picture of what a stephen king thing is so you've you've never seen like the Shining or anything. No, I mean I'm aware of The Shining just because of um, film appreciation yes. and uh, how saturated in the media The Shining is. I know, of course, about Here's Johnny uh, and the frat psychological circumstances of dealing with Stephen King on that set. I mean, you've never seen any Stephen King movies. I've not seen any Stephen King movies. Okay. I assume that they are not directed by Stephen King. No. Um, but I... To be fair, I haven't seen The Shining, even though, like, most of my Stephen King, like, fan knowledge is books, because I... Um, I had a phase where I was just, like, reading only Stephen King. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I'm... I really like the vibe. It's very... It's not, like, uh, overtly horror like a lot of stuff tries to be. It's very uh, more on the subtle end. I'm, I'm more mm-hmm. into, like, the psychological horror aspect than I am in, like, gore. 
Yeah, which, from what little I know about The Shining, uh, is like the actual main draw. I mean, everybody knows that from The Shining that a guy runs around crazy with an axe, <laughs> but that's actually not... It's actually not the thing. It's actually not a choppy, gory murder yeah. thing. This isn't the Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> it's actually a psychological horror. Yeah, so I'm hoping that that this show will kind of live up to my expectations as far as Stephen King stuff goes. Mm -hmm. um, and if it does, you can expect that I'm going to have watched the whole series by by November. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it comes to horror, the main one that I like is Silent Hill, and that's because I have so much familiarity with Silent Hill that it can't, like... Yeah, and... It doesn't surprise and spook me as much, well, even though, I guess. Even though Silent Hill does kind of take the games and the movie, I guess, does kind of take a lot of, like, the gore stuff into account, and they have a lot of, like, spooky stuff as far as that. Like, the main point of Silent Hill is the psychological aspect. Right. And, and I am actually pretty into that, because I, I like getting into the... Yeah. psychology that stuff is characters. just it's just inherently more interesting than jump scares um yeah <laughs> so we wanna... let's lord it over all y'all fools with your pop-ups <laughs> let's get into it let's get into it all right yeah bon appetit And we're back with David and Diana from Macintosh and Mod. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you guys today? Good. Introduce yourselves. Well, we're Macintosh and Mod. Uh, I, I being Macintosh. And I being Mod. Our real names are David and Diana. <laughs> for the less weirdness. Do you prefer to be called one or the other? I prefer to be called Diana. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a uh, a stable ha 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 of podcasts. Um, we have a podcast about My Little Pony called Macintosh and Maud. Nice. We have a podcast about uh, Riverdale, which will be coming back very soon, called The Doghouse. And then we have our show Macintosh and Maud Haven't Seen What, which is a podcast where we make each other watch movies we should have already seen. Great. I, I uh, started making Sean watch Riverdale, and he is ambivalent. <laughs> I'm not ambivalent. I'm really enjoying how bad it is. I mean, yes! that's like, that's the sweet spot. That is... This is not good, but I enjoy how not good it is. <laughs> yeah. And then, just... and then sprinkled throughout are these like, wow, that was an amazing episode. Like, wow, they did hey, that one good. There's Kevin Keller. I love him. Can I stare at him more, please? <laughs> what a shock. Well, and ah. it's just like when I first started watching it, I just had to completely divorce it from the Archie franchise yes. entirely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't hard for me being as I had. Absolutely zero experience. You were not an Archie kid. With Archie at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Actually, that's technically not true. I read the Sonic Archie comics. That does <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're getting away from the point, which is Castle Rock. Uh -huh. Castle Rock. 
Stephen King, another thing I know nothing about. <laughs> Me too. Another thing I'm very into. <laughs> I, I know very little. What I know, I'm very pro. That's about all I got. <laughs> I did, even even being as into Stephen King as I am, I there were a lot of moments where I felt like, I should know what this is referencing. Hmm. Yeah. Like, like, I mean... Like, that perhaps this show is um, really in the deep end? I wouldn't say that. I think it it works as a show, mm-hmm. just in a baseline. Um, mm-hmm. And is interesting. It's a very slow burn, though. But there's a whole lot of extra fun payoffs and Easter eggs if you've read a lot of Stephen King. Right. Like mentioning mentioning the dog that got buried, Pet Cemetery, and you know doing these things. Like I've never read a Stephen King novel, but I kind of got some of the jokes yeah. they were throwing out there. The comments about the cars, yeah, yeah. Christine, well, the and bullet hole. Even... That's Shawshank Redemption. I mean, yeah. The the moment where when they said they paved over the graves, I was like, are they referencing Poltergeist? <laughs> That's not I don't even think that Stephen was Stephen King, King though. I don't, yeah, no, I exactly. That was Pet Cemetery. Was it? I haven't well, read any. I don't. I literally know <laughs> I'm, nothing. I'm they, getting. They confused definitely referenced yeah. Pet Cemetery. Yeah. And Cujo. Mm-hmm. Um. And there. And, are, I mean, well, Shawshank Redemption and the Green. Yeah, Mile. that one for sure. Yeah, definitely. There's Green there's, Mile. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of others. I they're they are definitely making allusions to it throughout there. Which is really cool for the Stephen King fans. I, but I and don't it, think you have to know that to get the idea of the show. No, and it okay. also takes place in Castle Rock, which is a, a common fictional town of his. Oh yeah, right. So, yeah, I very... guess I was just, I was just wondering if it if it felt like you were missing out on something for not knowing the Easter eggs. I mean, if they're going to eventually be used as clues for a solution or a reveal of some kind, then yeah, I'm going to miss that. I would hope that the writers would know that they can't do that. Right. <laughs> like, they can't do that on a season one show. No. Like, season two, sure. But season one, probably not. Well, but do they know? Well, that's always, you know, I mean, I've only watched the three episodes, so I don't know how it turns out. <laughs> well, and it's, it's also interesting that it's such a slow burn, because it's only ten episodes, mm-hmm. and... I read that it's supposed to be anthology, and what I thought it was going to be was like a Black Mirror episodic anthology. Okay. But. Yeah, you would have loved that. I would have yeah, been really into that. That's kind of what I thought was originally the plan, but I do I do like the miniseri- miniseries style. Yeah. Let's tell this one story, and then let's come back again later with a new set of story with some similar characters, same location, that stuff. I would almost be okay with this show if it actually turned into a procedural. <laughs> and well, but I but here's here's what would be interesting about that. This would be a if they turn this into an X file style procedural, but instead of being about um, aliens. It became about supernatural occurrences and this devil in this town. Mm-hmm. And then the individual stories kept popping up as the show went along. I that that could be a really interesting way to do it because you've created some really strong characters that you could keep running throughout the show. Yeah. Then again, you know, Bill Skarsgard isn't gonna stick around it, for four seasons of TV. Uh, no. Probably not like this. 
especially because he has it chapter two coming out and he did not like filming it i'm sure he doesn't he didn't like it because he had to be by himself all the time oh yeah well and this is exactly that yeah so this (laughs) is the same thing by himself all the time and he doesn't talk he just looks spooky he looks creepy um (laughs) and then okay i I, I like this this Skarsgård brothers, but every time he would be standing next to someone else, it's like, man, those guys are tall. And he's the <laughs> short brother. He's the youngest and the shortest of all of those kids. I'm like, and he's still a giant. <laughs> a giant huh. child. They're, I mean, they're, they're Swedish, so they're tall and lanky. But come on. <laughs> well, Put someone on an team. apple box. <laughs> Um, but I really like all the characters, especially, I guess, is Henry Deaver the main character? I would say so. Yeah, definitely. He's our for in- for he- now, for sure. Sh- I mean... Yeah, I mean, he's our entry point into what's going on. Hmm. Right, he is a little bit of the, of the audience surrogate in that he's been away for so long he doesn't mm-hmm. know what's going on. Yes. And we know he's likely to be an unreliable narrator. I wouldn't say he's an unreliable narrator in so much as more his he has a personal mystery to be uncovered for us to be invested in. That's but it fair. is it is possible that that he is lying about his amnesia. It's just very hard to tell with him, which I'm enjoying. Yes. Well, I think we've gotten enough of a glimpse to know that well, obviously we know he didn't kill his dad. Because we see that in episode three. <laughs> we saw how that went. Yeah, out. so I think that his amnesia is genuine, too. Uh, I don't know if it's genuine, but... He may not understand what his memories are of that time. Because he is recovering these memories slowly. We're seeing him recover it and then hearing those words that his dad said to him. And I cannot remember the phrase for the life of me now, but it happens near the end of episode three. He hears it repeated back. Because we see him in the woods, we see the snow falling, and then we hear his dad. Oh, oh, do yeah. Do you see? Do you hear it now? Do you hear it now? And then, and then, that I, I in the cast, he's listed as the kid. Oh, that's right. He's yeah, Skarsgård repeats that to him over the phone. He repeats that to him, and that freaks him out. So something happened in those woods. What? And we don't know what that was. So no, but I, something... never go in the woods. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing I like about the kid, and I and I think this is sort of where they're headed with this. You know, Castle Rock is this central place where all these bad things have happened, mm-hmm. and they're they're alluding to all the Stephen King stories, plus you know just these random images of disturbing things in the town. <laughs> it really feels like what they're hinting at is the kid, whoever he is, is this dark force in the town. Mm. That's the thing causing all this. And so it's like the yeah. culmination of all these stories of what is it that is causing all these bad things to happen in the sleepy right. town in Maine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I took to following um, after calling him Nick. Oh, oh yeah. right. Um, but uh, the assumption is that when Lacey put him away, I'm going to say probably in the same year that Deaver was found in the woods. Mm-hmm. Like ever since then, the town's been fine. I, I think that's a fair assumption. Um, I, I Maybe. think they're alluding to that to some somehow. Those events mm. coincided most likely. And now he's back, and things are screwed up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, do... it doesn't it doesn't help that both of those events are related to Henry Deaver somehow. No, 
I I do love uh, Lacey, played by. Uh, mm-hmm. Dang it! Now I can't remember who the actor. Terry O'Quinn. Terry O'Quinn. I, I just go. It's John Locke. Hello, John. Locke. Yeah, How exactly. This is the second time in as many episodes of TV Dinner where I've been like, "Oh my god, that's the lost character." Yep. Yeah. They pop. Oh my up. god, it's Locke. They keep Please. popping up everywhere, man. There were so yeah. many of them. Yeah, and he even uh, managed to like talk about destiny. Well, yeah. In his voice so we were watching the first. We're watching the first episode and Sean was like, if he doesn't talk about Destiny by episode three, I'm out. And then he died and I was like, well, I guess you're not getting that Destiny talk. And then he did the voiceover. Yep. Yeah. It's that whole episode two. Like, I can't can't help but whenever I see Terry O'Quinn now, I'm just like, well, he's walking around still. (laughs) It's just, I can't help myself. (laughs) He's just... Too associated with that one character for me. I, yeah. I'm okay with that because that was quite the character. Uh, that's in a Lost. whole different podcast in Lost. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we could go on for days about Lost. Yeah, I could as well, but unfortunately, I I'm cannot. legally required to stop here. Oh, <laughs> I understand legally by me. Yes, by the law. Yes, that works. Oh, um, another thing is. I'm just like, I take a bunch of notes whenever I watch something, mm-hmm. so I kind of jump around sometimes, so my bad. But um, when Molly Strands mm-hmm. was talking about mirror neurons, I was like, every single thing that wants to have some like pseudoscience psychic bullshit, it's always mirror neurons. <laughs> it is, but the funny thing is that they play it off as pseudoscience. <laughs> <laughs> right, her, her sister is like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And mm-hmm. And what I think is interesting is... I think that's the explanation she's bought for herself because she's, I mean, she's clearly taking Percocets and Oxy to try to manage through the day. Yeah. Right. And she's like, well, it's just these mirror neurons and there's a scientific explanation when it's like, no, girl, you're psychic. Right. (laughs) Like, no, it's actually supernatural. No, no, no. Like you're, you're, you're messed up. You're with the dark league. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's she's not well. And why does the younger version of her have to be so greasy? Oh, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> her hair no. bothers me. No, uh, that was very true to my preteen experience. <laughs> it's just her whole, her whole nonsense. <laughs> it's more realistic that way. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I had the type of mother who would not let me leave the house with greasy hair. So, like, to me, it's okay. just like, why? Why is this happening? <laughs> Yeah, t- t- to be honest, same. Absolutely. It was like, oh, your hair looks greasy. Go to the shower. Yeah. Uh, do I, uh, you do. Just <laughs> take a bath. Just wash your hair. And and her preteen character was very, I thought you were going to say creepy, which is kind of what oh, I was thinking. That's, that's true. Well, yeah. She is creepy, but I believe appropriately so. Yeah, given her, her issues. Her issues. <laughs> she doesn't, it's kind of like. She's figuring out she has the superpower, but she doesn't know what it means, and it's definitely creepy. And then she kills a dude. So there's that. Yeah. I'm so curious about what that's about. Yeah. I have a fan theory. Well, it's not a fan theory. It's a theory. <laughs> I mean, you Uh-oh. are a fan. I am a fan. Fans <laughs> have, have this theory. theory. But uh, basically, what was it we said? Um, es- essentially, maybe... Uh, it m- might be that 
because of her like psychic powers and because of like what went on that night. Mm-hmm. She essentially might have uh, been listening to the voices when she did that. I I did have that feeling because it seemed like she was following instructions. Yeah. With what she did. Yeah, she seemed very outside herself. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my, but, my theory was along that line of, of maybe she was subconsciously tapping into some desire that wasn't hers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone needs a referral to the School for Gifted Youngsters. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Pettigrews. <laughs> is that what that is Mrs. Pettigrews? i never saw that uh, well that like it's, and i've been <laughs> x-men don't worry about it <laughs> thank you i've been i've been reading like some some weird fiction getting barely a toe into lovecraft and there nice. is that element going on here the darkness mm. that you can't see some some type of demonic power that can't be described yeah somewhere I've, halfway between um pennywise and the antichrist <laughs> which which here's the thing i love that kind of horror like it's something that i didn't realize i really enjoyed but the idea of something that's terrifying that is so is also awesome in the true sense of that word like you are full of yeah. awe and cannot describe what you are encountering mm-hmm. and so i'm curious to see if they keep that going or if they just you know cuz by inhabiting that evil in the kid with this indescribable just person, it mm-hmm. makes it really interesting because yeah, we don't know what we don't know what that evil is. That's something uh, that I really really like about just anything generally Stephen King mm-hmm. is kind of less on the slasher side and more on the like actually spooky side. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. I I know we're all watching for the reveal of the mystery, but it is so painful slash fascinating to be in this setup where we are essentially watching the heroes as they struggle to help the ultimate evil (laughs) yeah yeah. true i mean possibly i I didn't possibly i i genuinely did not know any spoilers or anything going into this and we just started that episode and they're like this block you know they're they're looking at the prison oh it's closed oh they're gonna find that weird dude and he's gonna be locked up in some creepy way and like 20 minutes later there we go there's eyeballs in the cage (laughs) thanks i'm creeped out now good night (laughs) yeah i think like i knew it was coming and it still freaked me out so they get points for that (laughs) for sure it feels like they're subverting things a little bit in this in the sense that this doesn't feel like a horror anthology as much as it feels like a weird mystery. Mm. It is right. an Although- eerie mist. It's it's a mystery that we're solving with these very eerie elements and a few little jump scares. Mm-hmm. But the main theme is not to terrify. It's yeah. to figure out why this is happening. There, it's a yeah. there's a spooky mystery. Yeah. Yeah. A bizarre adventure, mayhaps. Though, though it did start getting into the more horror stuff with uh, uh, Henry's dad's ghost haunting Molly. Yes. Yes, I definitely got the horror film vibes with the breaking in the house. Oh, um, the kids The kids oh, in the, the masks at the at the motel was <laughs> awesome. That's what? my kind of like, hell yes. That was spooky as fuck. I love it. Oh, yes. I was, I'm sorry. Are we allowed to curse? You are allowed to curse. I'm sorry. Oh, I should have okay, said I'm that sorry. up front. 
<laughs> I have a potty mouth sometimes. It gets away from me, and I should have I should have checked first. <laughs> hey, look, we have a My Little Pony podcast with an explicit tag, so you know. I mean, <laughs> it's um, because we are a special weirdo. But yeah, <laughs> that scene, I was like, is this another vision? What's going on? <laughs> I I I was waiting for something really bad that would probably have made me turn off the TV to happen. <laughs> I'm glad that didn't occur, but she it makes me nervous. Well, like, yeah, waiting for the other shoe to drop and it never does. Yeah, that makes me nervous. And I was also waiting for that little girl out front to just die. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we know we know some super Stephen King fans. Um, and we I, I've seen people who have watched Castle Rock and and I haven't heard spoilers, but I have heard very disturbing things about near finale. Oh, like good. just some, oh boy, wow, oh this boy. one's going to be tough. Uh, but I did I'm, have to tell Kalena to avert her eyes for oh, the dead the dog, dog in a box. Scene. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but okay. I, I also, the thing about the, what's, what I like about the show is it feels like it's earned it. Um, a lot of times you can just do that and it can feel really gratuitous. But the atmosphere they've set up and the way they're trying to tell the story, th- at this point, I feel like they've earned the really dark moments they're going for. Mm. The atmosphere, a lot of ways, True Detective season one. I don't know if you guys have ever watched it. No, it's probably on the list. No, yeah, okay. a bunch of people keep telling me to watch True Detective and I still have not. But it <laughs> it it starts as a detective mystery, but by the end, it gets into this spooky territory. And some of that is it's based on some spooky fiction, mm-hmm. but but that this atmosphere feels very similar to that, where there is something incredibly dark going on, and it's not, and nobody seems to be able to explain it, but it's it's corrupting everything in the town hmm. and around cool. the main characters. I I definitely feel like we're being taken on a, a little journey here. Oh, yeah. Which I like. Okay. I was wondering if you felt more like taken on a ride in the bad way. No. No, no. I kind of feel like, okay, we're going to lead you to this point, and then we're going to lead you to this point. Like, (laughs) it's just, it's a slow burn, which can't, depending on how it's done, can be really obnoxious. But knowing that it's only 10 episodes, and it's got this spooky horror feeling to it, it's kind of like, oh, what's coming up? What's what? Mm-hmm. What are, what are y'all gonna do? It feels like chapters in a book. It does. Which yeah. that was something we talked about with True Detective too. The writer was a, a novelist, mm-hmm. and so we were like, "Huh." Every episode, this doesn't feel like an episode of television as much as a chapter in the story. That's really fair because I do feel, even though it is technically slow burn, I do feel like I'm getting a lot of information. There's a lot episode. to digest, right? I... And that. I don't uh, <laughs> think this would be a good one to full on binge. No. Like in one sitting. No. No. Uh, yeah, you need digestion time before you can <laughs> eat the next bite. Yeah. Uh, I felt the same way with Ozarks. Those are very dense episodes of television. And I was just like, I can only do one at a time because mm-hmm. there's too much happened. There's too um, much information. But there was, so there was a show. I don't know if you've seen The Killing, but. We reviewed that a few weeks ago. Okay. And that one is also a slow burn. Okay. But every episode, I didn't feel like I was getting any information bringing me closer to the end of the mystery. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And so that's one thing that this does right, that I'm like, 
Yes, I kind of know what's going on, even though I have no idea what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. That's what the whole back half of Riverdale season two feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to have a, a, a reasonable pace of information in order to feel like you are invested and can have like a grasp on the situation. Because if you have no idea what's going on at all, then your care goes out the window. Oh, yes. yeah. It's a real, real balancing act when you're doing a show like this. Mm-hmm. And thus far, they seem to be pulling it off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I not to give anything away, but I'm definitely ready to go ahead and <laughs> go watch the rest. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yes. No, I, I, I watched this and I was like, well, I'm creeped out, but I want to see how it ends. <laughs> yeah. Even I feel the same and I hate scary stuff. Okay. <laughs> I have a I have a love hate relationship. Uh, in October, we're doing uh, sp- scary movies because David's seen like none, none whatsoever. None. <laughs> yeah, he had never seen Halloween. Nope, <laughs> I haven't. But that's you... just bad. You need to see Halloween. <laughs> no, I don't want. I, I did. I listened to your your Scream One episode. <gasps> oh, great! <laughs> and you didn't. I, I it kind of. Seemed like there was a reason he hadn't seen it, which is he didn't like it. Um, <laughs> you might be surprised by a uh, a little episode coming out later. Uh, a little he, episode hmm. that we're going to be a part of? Well, uh, maybe. Well, part of that episode, mm. our Scream episode, is that David was required to rewatch Scream. Because if you, if you listen oh, yeah. to that episode, you will yeah. find out that I checked out of the movie about uh, 30 <laughs> minutes in. Which is a no-no for a movie review podcast. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> like, yeah. you have to engage. Mm-hmm. You might, you don't have to like it, but you do have to engage. And so I rewatched it. Um, boy, what was I smoking? Um, that movie's great. <laughs> yeah, so, so we, have, we have recorded a follow-up that will precede uh, our Scream 2 coverage. I'm excited for that. And we're excited I, for that, hmm. too. I, I like horror movies. Sorry, you can cut I'm out a, this this weird commercial. I know. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> we can figure out how to edit to around that. Horror movies. <laughs> yeah, you guys might be interested in watching the Scream TV oh, yeah. show. I want to. I we, have I, to. We have to watch Scream three and four because we have not seen those. And I want to. Yeah, I want to see the show. whole series first. Yeah. The, the TV show is unrelated. And I actually watched fun. all of season two of the Scream TV show before I watched <laughs> season, season one. one of Scream. And I think I genuinely enjoyed watching it more that way. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that was something I said about Scream. Like, I did not like that movie. Then knowing the ending, I actually enjoyed it way more because mm-hmm. the clues that they dropped throughout it made mm-hmm. more sense. Right, so exactly. I don't know. Maybe they did that with the TV show, too. Maybe. Hmm. The the t- hmm. though. I, I don't want to get into it right now. Um, I think that but the, uh, the ending of the example, TV show of the second season, I was like, it was a little frustrating. Mm-hmm. It was like, I knew it, but I didn't know it. And you tricked me. <laughs> that can be fun, too, though. Oh, yeah. That can be fun, too. <laughs> I, I can enjoy that. Uh, well, the, I, looping around, mm-hmm. if, uh, if you guys don't mind me cutting you off, but... Uh, I think that Castle Rock is a show that I would definitely enjoy watching again once I know what the clues yes. mean. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I think um, having only watched three episodes, I think this show is definitely worth a rewatch after I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. 
Because genuinely, it's just also a really well-made and really well-acted TV show. Mm -hmm. And it's not just stringing me along with a good mystery. It's also really well-made and it just stands... It stands tall. Yes. And I do really like our cast. Oh, Sissy Spacek Mm -hmm. is an American treasure. All of the acting is really good. And Sissy Spacek's casual main racism, even though you know she's liberal and loves everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. That was... I I adopted a black boy. (laughs) That was so funny. It's like, like, yeah. Ma, Ma, you're talking to her. Um, Oh, God. But... That was another aspect of the show that I wasn't expecting to be. It was handled pretty decently, mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, this is a small town of only white people. And here's the one, the one black character. And at mm-hmm. first I was like, oh, yeah, one black dude. Great. But like, you you definitely feel like how he probably felt growing up, which is like outsider, especially mm-hmm. after what happened in his childhood. Yeah. Ooh. Isolated. Well, and they had Stephen King as part of the writing team which means that rather than just fake this main town you clearly had stephen king being like okay this is castle rock this is how these people interact with each other this is how maine works because it's where i freaking live right and now i feel like there's some diorama somewhere that (laughs) stephen king is like hey this is this person and this this person yeah (laughs) it was actually the one they used for molly's scene that that becomes straight from yes they just pulled out (laughs) from the writer's room that's that's now part of my head canon so that's just how that's gonna be (laughs) but that's that's incredibly helpful for continuity yes no 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 head canons about real life are called conspiracy theories Whatever, it makes me happy. <laughs> I imagine Stephen King is like supremely goofy. He's he's gotta be to write spooky stuff. Yeah. You gotta be a goofy person. Oh, he's an he's a nut job. There there are so many good stories about him. This this might be an apocryphal story, but I remember I was some sort of conversation or interview where uh basically he was talking about how oh he just writes every day, mm-hmm. and uh, George R. R. Martin asked him, "But isn't there just any days where it's just like, no, this is awful, and you don't write a single word?" And Stephen King just like, just no. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I hate to break it to everybody, but he's never going to finish those books. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's not happening. I I just want the seventh one to come out already. I know. I know. I am completely checked out, and I do not care if the book ever comes out or not, but uh, Stephen King, on the other hand, is never going to stop publishing No, that man is going to write, he's going to die writing at his desk. Probably. Until I've still somehow squeezed out (laughs) the final sentence. Yeah, yeah, the book will be just finished. (laughs) Yeah, he'll have have just opened his editor's proof copy. He'll be like, well, I guess that's sticking that way. And done. (laughs) They'll just I mean, have consider- to Joe to, to edit that one up. Considering he wrote, you know, a bunch of his books like Pet Cemetery, completely blitzed on cheap beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he talks about that. Like he was totally drunk for half of those books in the 80s and just <laughs> feverishly writing. <laughs> He's made plenty of money. It's fine. Yeah. And an all around pretty good dude. <laughs> 
from yeah, what I hear. He's a so, good dude. A guy I would love <sighs> to hang out with. Oh, for sure. If if I ever went to Maine, I would probably find like some some book event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just some book event. Some book event specifically with Stephen King at it. <laughs> Not just like any book event and hope he shows up. Honestly, you could just go to the bookstore and he'll probably be there one day. Yeah. <laughs> just find the closest bookstore to where he probably lives and don't be creepy about it. It's fun. Uh, yeah, now we're entering into stalker territory. I'm sorry. I'm going to so have to. Apparently, y'all are going to go stalk Stephen King. <laughs> okay. You've now been put no, on some no. sort of list. Right. For, for legal Illegal. purposes, I have to edit this out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's only the good kind of benevolent stalking. It'll be okay. <laughs> good catch, guys. <laughs> so, um, we've got our rating system, which mm-hmm. is a bit uh, strange. I don't think that we'll need to think very hard about this one, though. No. Well, I'm I'm kind of between savory and spicy. Hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, so spicy, basically the, the, de- the defining trait of spicy is that, like, it's very good, but it's something you kind of have to think twice before recommending to somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so... Not a- not appropriate for all audiences, you <laughs> might say. <laughs> fair, fair. For sure. But... Maybe doesn't have mass appeal. What, what do you guys think? Uh... I mean, that was my gut reaction, was spicy. Spicy. Like, I yeah. do I do genuinely enjoy the mystery and the spooky where we're going mm-hmm. here, but I do think, you know, if if you don't want to go down that dark road, that's what I would have to think twice about, mm-hmm. is be like, I think everybody should see this show, but I don't know that I would do it at a... I, I would need to know what mood you're in before I recommend it to you. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you're not in the mood for spooky, mm-hmm. yeah, you should probably stay away. Well, and right. also, if, if you don't like any of that stuff, do you yeah. like Stephen King? It's very much yes or no. Hmm. I don't think there's a lot of middle. Right. And this is very Stephen King. So if yeah. someone's like, I don't like that kind of spooky stuff, I would be like, okay, don't watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, because there are some shows where I feel strongly spicy, and I think we're probably going to go with spicy for our official rating. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean... I was fine with this show. I feel like with this show, yeah, you being you the probably like know horror. what you're getting into. I th- I feel like I can trust whoever I recommend this to to like use their best judgment when it comes to imbibing it responsibly. I would give it a savory rating. <laughs> <laughs> well, we it's, have to have somebody who disagrees. Let's say let's say it's savory with just with with a little bit of heat in there. Just a little bit of heat. <laughs> It's time for a custom rating. Here we go. Uh, David uh, David loves the custom ratings. I do love custom ratings. <laughs> the, let's go uh, spicy Thai peanut sauce. <laughs> Get that umami in your mouth. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. I will not partake it's in this. It's always me who's making the, the special ratings. I mean, I help sometimes. <laughs> oh boy! Um, Special ratings are fun. They're fun. What's life without whimsy? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, do you guys have enough. any final thoughts on the show? I'm excited to see where it goes. So, I'll probably well, I'll, we'll probably finish this in the next week or so. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. 
it, it'll be hard to hold off mm-hmm. on, but I've said that about a lot of shows that I've never followed up on. I, I told a coworker today, I was like, oh, we're, we're doing this tonight. And she's like, okay, I need you to finish watching that so, so you can explain it to me because I don't understand what happened. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, oh, no. okay, now I have homework. Good. Are you are you that person that people go to? Yes, they like- because they at work now at work there are two people who know I'm I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's just of life things. But <laughs> I am the person they know has very strong opinions. So they come to me to either confirm or be checked about their <laughs> <laughs> about their opinions. Did I do I have the correct idea on this? No, Did I get it wrong. Right? Um, there have been some very heated arguments about The Walking Dead in my office. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, um, we broke up with that show about two seasons ago. I did also, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Around right after season five, I think I broke up with The Walking Dead. It was six for us. It was. It was. It was Negan. Yeah. At at what point in the show did Rick sit everybody down by the fire and say, "This is not a democracy"? That was five. Oh, that was like that's when two. I dropped. Yeah, I was an early. <laughs> I was an early dis- uh, disavower. Fine. A lot of people left after two. Two was painful. Oh God, that. That first half of that season was rough. But and then at the end of up. three, I was throwing stuff. I literally threw things in our house. I was so mad. I was so mad. Uh, we kept with it for a I while. I threw myself I'm sorry, out of the I room. Fully, away from I the television. I fully respect that. You have not lost that many hours to that stupid show. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm a little bitter about it. Haven't let that heal. But there have been some fighting, <laughs> some fighting at work about it. <laughs> they're still rubbing the salt in your wound oh, I just work. like my my family members still watch it and they will tell me about what happens mm-hmm. and I'm like that sounds care. awful <laughs> yeah no the one diehard the one person who was holding out she was like do you still watch and I said no I broke up with that show and she goes yeah it sucks now but I, I'm this far <laughs> in she, I was like oh you're waiting for it to turn like on Grey's Anatomy Mm. There's that. There's also just like, well, it has to end at some point, so you know, yeah. I'm just gonna write. I it think out. that, I think one thing might be just uh, still being able to have a show to talk about with your friends <laughs> as like a regular thing. Yeah. I mean, we watch Riverdale. Do we really have that much room to complain? <laughs> we so watch we... it ironically in order to mock it. No, we also <laughs> kind of love it. Oh, we seasons? love how ridiculous it is. Yeah, if you love how ridiculous something it is, that's a form of sincerity, not irony. It is. But I there is a point uh where it has too many seasons and you can't mock it anymore. Yeah. Mm, but Riverdale's only at three. Yeah. We're good for now. What's too much? Five? I, I think more than I think once they graduate from high school in universe, they have to be done. <laughs> but they can pull a nine oh two one oh and make them repeat their junior year. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm aware that the comics went pretty far into the future. They do, and that's okay. And and I, but I think once they are supposed to graduate from high school, they got to be done. Right. We got to send them on I their know way, whichever way the, that goes. Each season is not a full a full year of school. No. So it could t- it could be a while. It depends on um uh, if they uh, adopt comics time. <laughs> True. Uh, anyway, Where everything gets stretched out into a decade. <laughs> we've, we've graduated from podcasting to just talking, <laughs> which <laughs> is true. great. I like talking to you, but I'm going to go ahead and end the show. 
where can people find you guys? Uh, we are, we've got all of our podcasts are set up on MacintoshandMod.com. Of course, we're also on all of the different podcatchers. And then on Twitter, we're MacintoshMod. Right. And that's M-A-U-D. Yes. Just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. And then we're also both cast members of the new RPG podcast, Kids on Bikes. Which yeah. is a, which is a Stranger Things E.T. Goonies style tabletop game that just came out. And so that we're, we're having we're, way too much fun with. Yeah, we're entirely too much fun. Yeah, we um we're already recorded but have yet to release um an episode with James Anderson. <gasps> Yay, James. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's really he's, cool. Yeah. He's one and of our favorite a lot people. About, we talked a lot about uh kids on bikes. <laughs> <laughs> um his character and my character hate each other, which is a lot of fun. Lovely. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Do you ever like low key let out something that you've been thinking for a minute? <laughs> Um, there have been a few points where we have side talked, but this is where I was going. Okay. Oh, this is okay. So, cause we have, we have, we have to double check some things, but that's about it. Right. You side talk um. like, I don't actually hate you. I'm sorry. Uh, James does not like conflict. <laughs> and oh, so, no. and he's the one who created this dynamic and I love how uncomfortable it makes him. <laughs> the drama. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just I'm just Texasing it up with Randall. <laughs> You're having way too much fun with that accent. A little bit too much. <laughs> it was mostly because I could not find myself doing a Massachusetts accent, so I just decided to go with the thing I knew. Mm-hmm. The other one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, what? Our RPG accents can be a real trip. Oh yeah, yeah. we we have a um a five E podcast called D Twenty Downtime, mm-hmm. and I. I've backed myself into a shitty British accent the whole time. <laughs> and now I didn't keep it up. <laughs> so, and I yeah, always and forget sh- to do it when we start recording. So just one corner of the table is the Great British Bake Off for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love that show. That is our happy show. Let's go oh, buy, yeah. let's go buy pie. <laughs> yes. Honestly, like. You can't watch that show because you're like mm, baking, mm-hmm. and Definitely. everything everything has cumin and chutney, and uh, what's yes. the other weird flavor they keep adding in? What's well, coriander? Coriander, sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those. Chutney was a while back, yeah. Oh yeah, I think that was season two. <laughs> yeah, no, we love that show. It's oh, fennel, and yeah, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the next thing to plug? Um. You can find us on Twitter at TVD Pod or on Facebook at TVD Podcast or on Tumblr at TVD Podcast. But yeah, we don't have that much to plug. That and D20 Downtime. That's all. <laughs> Still a lot. We, you guys do, doing two podcasts, I suppose. Devoted your lives to podcasting. <laughs> yeah, we don't do anything else. <laughs> this, is, this is our lives. Oh, plus the kids we have. We have those. Oh, oh yeah. They're around. Thanks so much. Well, thank you guys so much for thank having you guys. us. This was fun. I have to tell you soon, uh, as soon as this call is over, the like three things I know about <laughs> okay, our Okay, bye. 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 bye.